0: Friends, Tuesday has come to a close, and Barry Trotz is not a Winnipeg Jet. Uh, A little bit sad, but if you're feeling a little bit uh, down in the dumps, rest assured, I think Barry Trotz will eventually become a Winnipeg Jet. I just think that there's quite a bit that has to be taken care of first, and we'll talk about what his camp said today and what it ultimately means for the Jets. We're also going to take a look at the upcoming Jets free agents and continue our thoughts on what we should do with some of these guys, and then finally close out with updated NHL uh, 2022 playoff round two game standings and series updates. All coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. you Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We've got audio and video versions of our podcast available, so you can take us on the go, watch us at home. We're here for you twenty four seven every day of the week. So you know, give us that uh, nice little subscription. We really appreciate your support, and it'll keep you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. Now, on tonight's episode, there obviously are some uh, maybe not so fun topics to get through. Uh, the first one is Barry Trotz is not actually the current uh, Winnipeg Jets head coach. Much to, I think, not that many people being surprised. I think most people kind of expected Trotz to not actually be uh, head coach by the end of Tuesday. Let's be honest. I think it was probably a little bit ambitious for Trotz to have had everything done, especially considering Winnipeg just got through their interview with him, um, and he hasn't even had a number of interviews with other teams yet. We don't fully know what teams he's actually spoken to outside of the Jets, but I do believe Philadelphia was not one of them. I also saw that Philly has been linked to John Tortorella, so maybe Trotz, uh, you know, he might still do the interview there just to keep his options open, but maybe he doesn't actually commit there. Maybe um, the Flyers are not really a longer-term option for him. Now, the Florida Panthers being uh, swept out of the playoffs obviously opens a potentially very big coaching candidacy. I don't really feel like the Panthers would actually be the best fit for Barry just because uh look I think Burnett actually did a pretty decent job you know you're looking at a very high octane offense one of the most prolific teams in NHL history and I don't think Burnett really did anything particularly wrong you know maybe they got a little bit goalied maybe there were some defensive errors but I mean again really it's it's hard to to get too upset at the job that Bill Zito and the coaching staff did I think the team performed marvelously uh I think it would actually be a mistake to try and bring Trotz in because, you know, Trotz plays a much slower, lower event style of hockey. And I don't think that that makes sense for Florida at all. And, you know, if Bill Zito has to kind of offer some sort of a management role, who's to say that Trotz could actually pull that off effectively? They've already got a good thing going. Sometimes the worst thing you can do is to try to fix what isn't broken. I think that that's kind of where I'm at with the Panthers. Uh, Kind of like Toronto, I think you know, a few tweaks here and there and some roster turnover could certainly offer uh, a few, not insignificant changes, but certainly changes that aren't the kind of sweeping things that bringing in trots would be. So I think for those teams, you know, don't go crazy, just kind of keep it simple. And I think trots would make sense more for teams like Vegas or the jets who are looking for uh, maybe a change in direction overall. Now uh, I think what trots camp said today was kind of interesting They completely denied the rumor that, in fact, he had signed a contract and was looking to become a member of the Jets, which it's not really surprising. I mean, he's wanted to keep his options open. They said they had no idea where the rumor came from. Uh, I'm sure that they actually know where it might have popped up and and maybe been uh, at least reaching some folks outside of the Jets org. But, you know, for the time being, I think that they're doing due diligence. This is all part of the, the song and dance process. And let's be honest, I think Most of us probably thought Trotz was at some point going to sign with Winnipeg, but it would probably be a little bit soon to have it happen as early as this week. I do think that the Jets themselves are trying to push for this to happen this week. Uh, You know, maybe Tuesday was the date that they were trying to put out there uh, from somebody in the org in order to get a decision from Trotz sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, beyond that, I think Barry's going to do what he can to make sure that he keeps his doors open and I don't really blame him. I think that that makes sense. But if you're the Jets and uh, the doors continually keep popping open for Barry, that's going to make you nervous. And I think that the more doors that open, the less likely it is that Trotz is going to sign with Winnipeg. I do think of the teams that are out there, I think the Jets make the most logistical sense uh, and in terms of opportunities and you know where the team roster is. In terms of like being playoff competitive and the division that the Jets are in, which is a little bit weaker than some of the other squads, you know that means job security. Uh, Barry might actually have a a decent pick of the litter in terms of getting to make his uh, roster lineup decisions and acquisitions, you know, known to management and have them actually go through. And you know, I I just feel like he is kind of built for the central. He he loves big heavy hockey. He, you know, has that defensive mindset. And so if that's the kind of style that he wants to align the Jets to, uh, you know, I, I think I have some reservations about that even still, as much as I think trots would improve the team in some very notable areas, I still feel, I, I just don't know if he's the number one candidate that I have circled on my list. But in terms of Winnipeg itself, I think that they are very much after him. Uh, I think that there's no question that he is top of their list, and if he does sign here, it's not going to be for cheap. He will probably be one of their most expensive coaching signings ever, which, not really shocking. It's trots. He's one of the most sought-after free agents. It makes sense. I think for a timeline to expect when Barry might be announced, if he actually does sign the contract, I, I think probably two weeks from now would probably make the most sense. By that time, they'll have had plenty of opportunities to interview with other teams and go through and kind of make his final decision after, you know, consulting his family, too. Uh, maybe it gets announced next week if he's signing with the Jets or somebody else. But, you know, the sooner for Winnipeg, the better we need to know now, because I, th- I think Winnipeg is is definitely looking at the, the pool of candidates out there and maybe starting to sweat a little bit. So uh, Todd Woodcroft, who I thought would have been a really good option, I, I don't think he's really going to be leaving Edmonton anytime soon. Uh, Claude Julian would be an interesting choice. He's coaching team Canada, I believe right now, and they've had a pretty good run so far, but you know, all we can hope for is that the jets make a good decision because, you know, there were some names on the list that I saw from Jeff Hamilton that I wasn't really as in love with. Uh, not that any of them were necessarily horrible choices. It's not like they're looking at Randy Carlisle, but you know, there are some guys on there that I probably would do, uh, well for the Jets to, to steer and to avoid. So we'll see what shakes out. Hopefully Trots gives us more of a picture of where he wants to go over the next week or so. But for now, we're going to transition and talk about some free agents. You know, Speaking of uh, free agents, I guess, in, in Winnipeg's percep- perspective, we've got a couple of guys who are either RFAs or UFAs, and the Jets have some pretty tough decisions. We'll talk about which of these players I think are worth bringing back and for how much in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I don't want to shout out our wonderful friends at rockauto.com. You know, with all the <clears throat> makes and models out there of vehicles, it can be hard to find the exact parts you need in stock when you're going retail in-store shopping. Obviously, a lot of auto parts stores have a pretty select inventory, and that means that they just can't keep up. So rather than wasting time and going out to a store that's not going to have what you need in stock, <clears throat> rockauto.com is the perfect alternative. And, you know, as as much as it's convenient for you to shop at home, you might even save a ton of money. Some of their parts are anywhere from 30, even 50% off retail brick and mortar in-store pricing. They had a Honda Odyssey pump, for example, that's uh, around 350 in retail stores. RockAuto.com's got it for 215 bucks. You really can't beat that. I mean, you're, you're saving over $100 on the same exact part and the same exact quality. So why shop anywhere else? As great as saving time and money is, though, RockAuto.com is also a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the industry, helping DIYers just like you. So they've got great customer service. They've got a great selection. They're convenient. You'll save money. RockAuto.com really is your number one choice for all of your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are continuing our thoughts on uh, some stuff around the Jets offseason. Obviously, uh, a couple of free agents upcoming. uh, You know, The head coaching one is still the major vacancy, but I don't think that means we should ignore the roster itself. I think there are some potential departures that are going to be very big. Uh, Christian Veselainen, I believe, was announced going to I want to say it was the Malmo Redhawks of the SHL today, which is obviously pretty big for him. He's moving back overseas, and I think that that probably will be the last that we see of Veselainen unless he really shows off. And at this point, I'm pretty okay cutting bait uh, and cutting ties. I think he never really panned out, but he's not the only free agent. And before we talk about some of the other guys that I think are are really worth maybe pausing on and, and taking a moment to consider... I, d- I just wanted to say thanks again so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. While you're at it, I highly recommend that you also check out Locked On Now, especially as we're doing, you know, uh, the really intense and busy playoff season. There's so much action out there around the NHL, and Locked On Now gives you every NHL game with brief recaps, 30 to 40 seconds, uh, compiling all of the most important takeaways just for you. It's you know free and available on all your favorite podcasts, so give them a subscription right now. And again, thank you so much for your support. Now, as far as the Jets free agents are concerned, we talked, to, talked about a few of them, Pierre-Luc Dubois being uh, one of the biggest ones. One of the other guys that I think is probably going to go a little bit under the radar <clears throat> is Paul Stasny, and it's partly because of his age. He's, what, like 36? Stasny, for me, I feel like is... Almost a must sign if Winnipeg can get him for around $2 million, I would say. Uh, Stastny, I think, aside from just being a really talented player and somebody who, you know, is slowing down but is still super productive and was clearly one of the top Jets creators on this team, he also is a voice in the room that I think is really necessary. He's not He's not really the kind of guy that just sits back and allows things to sort of fester. I feel like Paul consistently throughout the season was extremely vocal. Uh, he was constantly talking about accountability being an issue with the team. You know, he was not exactly reserved in some of his commentary, which might be the reason the Jets actually let him go, especially if the guys that he was calling out kind of took offense to it and are, in fact, members of the leadership of the team. I could see that being a reason to dump him, but I actually think that that's good. Uh, having Stasny's insight and his veteran experience plus his leadership qualities... I just feel like he's the kind of guy that most teams really should rely on. I I think that he's still got plenty of creativity and playmaking ability. He had 45 points in 71 games uh, and was generally a pretty net positive uh, creator on the ice. Not exactly defensively stout, but certainly a pretty good promoter of two-way play. Again, not speedy and as fast as he used to be, but you're not really looking for that from him. You're looking for a guy who's just really good around the net somebody who's got that vision and passing to create great scoring opportunities. And if you can keep some of the players in line and kind of help uh, this leadership team kind of get back on track, I think that would be great. Because as it is, the Jets locker room just sucks. I mean, that's that's the honest truth. I think the, the dynamics and the, the stuff that we've heard about the toxicity there, it's just not good and it's not healthy. And I think maybe guys who are very vocal and you know willing to express that Might be the push the Jets need to start restructuring things and looking at how to improve the situation. But, you know, he is 36. I think with that friction maybe being a a bit of a sticking point with the Jets, I wouldn't be shocked if they just kind of let him go. I think it's necessary to have that, but, you know, some in the organization may disagree. One other guy that I think would be really good to bring back is Evgeny Zvechnikov. I know a lot of people were kind of like, Ugh, you know, Zvech, what does he bring? Right. He's not really the world's most elite scorer, And I feel like Zvech continually gets overlooked because what he does is perfectly complements skill. This guy is a defensive monster. He's excellent on the puck and being a very strong physical presence. He can create great passing lanes because he often draws a lot of attention to himself, especially along the walls. He wins those puck battles. Uh, And then he can actually make passes under pretty intense physical pressure, which, you know, you sound, you might say that, well, that's like a skill that every NHL player has, but I actually disagree. I think to have that composure and that ability to thread the needle between multiple skates, between guys literally cross-checking you from behind, uh, Zvech is kind of uh, a rarer breed with that, especially because he pulls it off with such relative ease. And I think that, you know, the, the scoring production that we saw with him was pretty modest, uh, especially given the fact that he just really wasn't playing a lot uh, and he wasn't given a fair shake. And I'm kind of glad that Dave Lowry is no longer the coach because I feel like the coaching staff just did not appreciate what they had in Svetch. For resigning him, maybe it made him cheaper. So on that respect, I guess, thanks, Dave. Uh, But in terms of actually getting the full value of what he brings out, I, I think it's a mistake to let him walk. And I think the Jets definitely need to be giving him that spot with Kyle Connor and, and Pierre-Luc Dubois, if PLD is coming back, you might say, well, why, uh, one of the chief things that the jets have struggled with is balance up in the lineup. You know, you've got Wheeler, Shifley, and whoever else on that first line, usually, and that, that line is kind of really rough. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's at times one of the worst first lines in the league. Um, and that second line, if you have somebody who can keep up with PLD and Connor and actually help them defensively, it means you can move Ailers around the lineup as you need to. Uh, Ailers for me, is still criminally underused. I don't know what the coaching staff is thinking not making him one of their most played players on the entire team, but I unfortunately can't get inside their heads, so I can't really tell you why that is. Um, all I do know is that uh, Zvechnikov gives the Jets a lot more roster flexibility because At a bare minimum, he can keep up, and he's actually a very positive influence in some critical areas the Jets have struggled with. Uh, I think he would probably come back for like one and a half to two million for like maybe two to three seasons or something. That's kind of what I'd be looking for. Maybe it's even a little bit cheaper than that. Uh, Whatever they can do to kind of save some cash and find somebody who can be a nice anchor for that unit, I would be very down with that. Um, But obviously, you know, once you kind of move past that, There aren't a ton of free agents. I'm going to save the last two that I I think are really worth discussing for tomorrow's episode. Just to kind of give you a preview, it's going to be Eric Comrie and Mason Appleton. And Comrie, this one's going to be a painful one because the Jets kind of screwed up. And for some reason, I I don't know why. um, I think the the minimum threshold for allowing him to reach RFA status was like 25 games played. But for some reason, this coaching staff was hellbent on not using him. For the life of me, I've never understood what that that whole reasoning was, um, but now he's becoming a UFA, and I have to say, I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at him as a potential option, and somebody who I think might not be a Jet for long. But we'll talk about uh, what Winnipeg should actually do with him again on tomorrow's episode. For now, I do want to close out and talk about some of the really crazy games that we had for uh, games four of of round two. Uh, for the Battle of Alberta, and then, of course, a very big series between the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. For Jets fans, there's some really good news in there, especially if you're rooting for the Rangers. All coming up in just a moment. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, wrapping up some thoughts from, the, I I think, roughly speaking, the last game fours of uh, round two. We're now kind of entering the backstretch of this uh, second round, which means that, you know, for a lot of teams, you know, they might be staring at either elimination or they've already been eliminated. You know, the Florida Panthers got swept. Colorado is currently up 3-1 in their series against St. Louis. So uh, that game should be tonight, which will be uh, Colorado at home. I probably think uh, Colorado should eliminate the Blues because I don't think St. Louis really has enough firepower and they don't have Bennington. Uh, In Colorado and home ice, yeah, not exactly a team that you want to bet against. Looking back at some of the other series, though, we had Carolina and New York, and uh, the Rangers have put in another strong effort to claw back a second game in the series. It is now tied 2-2, and for Jets fans, the Rangers winning 4-1 has to be some of the best news ever. This now means that the Rangers are actually just two wins away from Winnipeg's, I believe it was one of the second-round picks, getting upgraded to, I want to say it's a 2023 first rounder. If it's just a 2022 first rounder, no biggie. Uh, Either one is a great option for the Jets, but I think if it, I'm pretty sure it's like a 2023 first rounder and in a draft that is supposedly one of the deepest that we've ever seen. uh, I'm super excited. I think the Rangers might actually have turned a corner. Uh, Shesterkin looks like he's figured it out. The Rangers offense is clicking and look, you know, the Rangers don't create a lot, but it seems like in terms of. Uh, expected goals off of high nature chances. New York is the one really creating the most dangerous lot opportunities, and so even if they're only creating a few, they're making them count, and I think that that is great news for Jets fans who are hoping for uh, just that that next two wins to get into the conference finals and to give us that upgraded pick. I thought that this was a super long shot, but for it to actually be coming close to fruition is super awesome news. Uh, Of course, Carolina may come back and kind of break our hearts, but... I get the sense maybe the Rangers have finally put two and two together and they're you know willing to steal a series here to give the Jets that extra little boost. Obviously, they're not doing this for Winnipeg's benefit. Uh, it's all very self-serving. But hey, if the Jets benefit off of Andrew Kopp killing it for another team, that's pretty darn awesome for me. The other game that we had is uh, game four of Calgary versus Edmonton and the Oilers have won five to three, but it wasn't super comfortable. Now they did jump into a a nice 3-nothing lead in the first period and you thought, wow, you know, Edmonton they're outplaying Calgary, uh, Markstrom's not looking great, but you started to see Calgary claw back, right? And you know, after a couple of crazy goals, one of them being an unbelievable Rasmus Anderson shorty from literally his own under the ice, suddenly Calgary started to knock on the door. They were tied, you know, things were feeling good. Uh the Oilers were starting to reel And then, of course, Edmonton found some power play goals, and the rest is history. Uh, The Flames, I I really feel, have had a couple of major issues. For one thing, they've just not been that great this series. Uh, Despite creating a decent amount of scoring opportunities and stuff and outshooting the Oilers in some of these games, they had a couple of efforts where they were just no-shows. and you could say, well, you know, Mike Smith is goalieing them. And that is true in some instances. But there are also chances and, and things here where I feel like the Flames were just really sloppy and not good enough. And, you know, with Edmonton basically being carried at this point by, you know, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the Flames might be toast. I mean, it's it's 3-1. Um, you know, there there are some things I will say. I think the Oilers have a very nasty habit of blowing leads and I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of collapsed in this series but I just feel like the Oilers are are getting enough from everyone else to where McDavid kind of carrying most of the burden is going to be enough to get them through and yeah you know another another Stanley Cup favorite that I had on my list kind of out the window Panthers gone Flames gone the first two rounds of this year's playoffs, man, they have been brutal. If you are a top contender, not many of the uh, the Stanley Cup favorites have made it through. And so that makes the remaining playoff field, I guess, pretty exciting. Uh, it's at this point, Tampa Bay and Colorado's to lose unless some of these teams kind of start surprising us. But let's be real. I think one of those two are probably uh, gunning for the title. And, you know, if Tampa gets the 3 Pete, we're never going to hear the end of it. But hey, could be worse, I guess. Let me know who you're rooting for uh, in the final matchups of round two and into the conference finals. Let me know who you would like to see, you know, win the cup in the comments below or, you know, on my social media channels at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter for tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Like I said, I'll give you some thoughts on the remaining free agents that I think are really critical for Winnipeg's upcoming next few seasons on tomorrow's episode. But Again, thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Now be sure to make your second listen, Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!